Our, scripture lesson, our first scripture lesson today comes from Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Our second scripture lesson is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. Good morning. Well, it's going to be very difficult to pack nine amazing days up in Maine at senior high work camp into one sermon, but we are going to try. And if we hustle, we'll have you out of here by supper time. <laughs> so it's always good to start with our why. So why do we do mission trips? Why would 28 perfectly sane high school youth and adult advisors forego the beach, step outside their comfort zone, take time off of work, and spend a week sleeping on floors, bathing in a lake, and repairing homes in the buggy coastal humidity. I'm really selling it, aren't I? Well, we do it because, as Christians, we're called to do more than just talk the talk. We're commissioned and we're hardwired to walk in Jesus' footsteps and to serve others and be a light in the world. With that in mind, the high school youth group decided to adopt bringing God's light as the theme for our return to Maine. And we made these nifty shirts together. Desert pink, who would have thought? But they all loved it. So um, we spent a lot of time with Maureen's help weaving that concept into the week that we spent up in Maine. But after two years of COVID, the return to Maine wasn't certain. How many youths would attend, or as I like to say, youths? How many youths would attend? Would we all stay healthy? Would we be able to make, help the Pemaquid community as much as we had in the past? Would it feel like work camp? Well, after nine amazing days in Maine and one week of recovery, thank goodness, I am happy to tell you that the answers to these important questions are yes, 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 and yes. So my fellow advisors and I were amazed at what a small but dedicated group could accomplish. To give you some context, I present Work Camp 22 by the numbers. So this year, 27 parents showed good faith and agreed to send 16 brave high school students, that was four boys and 12 girls, to Maine to continue a nearly 40-year tradition. Five of the work campers are the children of work camper parents. That's over 30%. That's really cool. They were led by 12 experienced volunteer advisors who have over 60 years of work camp experience. Hard to believe. 
Six advisors had been work campers themselves, including first-year advisor Sadie Nelson, who just graduated from college. We had two pastors backing us up, one of whom spent countless hours making the trip possible. Thank you, Maureen. We had three sets of siblings on board. That was Katie and Andrew, Kylie and Kelsey, and Brooke and Charlize. And three sets of parents with their children. That's advisor Kat and her advisor parents, Dolly and Steve, right back there. Advisor Beth and her daughter, Annabella, and my daughter, Annie and I. And we had one proud grandpa on board, youth favorite Tim Teichman. We packed one brand new bus, which incidentally only had 6,000 miles on it when we got it, with countless bags, tool bins, and games for the nearly eight hour trek up to Pemaquid, Maine. We attended one church service in Newcastle, Maine, where each of us asked one member of second congregation two questions in order to better connect with the community. We spent five and a half days working on 10 different work sites in five different towns. Thank you, Kat, Sean, Josh, and Lisa for setting all that up. Where we built and repaired decks and stairs and we resided houses and skirted trailers, painted exteriors and cleaned up trash. And we helped four excellent organizations to bring God's light to countless people in the community. That's the Carpenter's Boat Shop, the Community Housing Improvement Project, also known as CHIP, Stepping Stone Housing, and Coastal Kids Preschool. So now I'll give you a few examples of what we actually did there. So at the boat shop, which was our home base for the week, we stained railings and ramps, built boardwalks for flood-prone areas, and got the campus ready for the next wave of boat-building apprentices and folks from the community who are ready for a fresh start in life and to learn new skills. In Jefferson, we helped Pat Sarver, a lovely lady who I got to know really well during the week, and Steve did as well. Pat loves the flowers and plants in her beautiful garden, and she especially loved telling our high schoolers all about them. That sharing time with Pat was really as much a part of our mission trip as anything that the kids did with tools and they really embraced it. Through Chip, uh, though Chip had recently put on a new roof for Pat um, in their quest to keep folks safe, warm, and dry, her nearly 200-year-old home's exterior is in really rough shape, and Pat is in danger of losing her insurance and possibly her home. But Pat just doesn't have the financial or physical means to keep up with the maintenance that needs to go on there. So, in jumped BRPC to bring God's light. We rebuilt Pat's front steps. We reshingled an area that had been water damaged. We put up clappered siding where it was entirely missing and reattached her gutters to keep water away from the house. And I experienced a God moment there when the normally very guarded uh, Pat joined us for a group photo with a big smile on her face and then gave me a tearful hug as we said goodbye for now. It was very moving. On Friendship Road in Walderboro, we helped in a myriad of ways on multiple homes, from skirting trailers to rebuilding entry steps and decks. There, a lovely couple called the McIntyres, both, both who work uh, physical jobs that have led to repetitive stress injuries, and they struggle to make ends meet as they support their other family members. 
For the McIntyres, with the guidance of boat shop founder Bobby Ives, we stained trailer skirting that was previously installed by Chip, and we shored up and braced their front deck, which was entirely in danger of collapse. And I've never been part of something like that, so that was really neat. Another resident on Friendship Road is Angela Hofses. She's a sweet, sweet woman who comes from generational poverty and has lost four close family members in the past six months to cancer, including her mom. And now her dad is sick and she's his primary caregiver. But somehow that did not diminish Angela's light. She was always happy to see us, always in a good mood and always positive. She's proud of her home, but she bought it in a state of disrepair and she just simply can't afford to fix it. Well, you guessed it. In jumped BRPC to bring God's light. Our youth and advisors cheerfully rebuilt the structural foundation for one side of her trailer home to make it sturdy and safe. And they reskirted another side to keep her warm in the winter. Very important up in Maine. Back in Damariscata, we connected with Marilee, Bruce, and Karen, the same folks who hosted us for a pool party on Wednesday evening for dinner with the Mainers, so we knew them well. They run an organization called Stepping Stone Housing, a nonprofit that provides affordable, transitional, and permanent housing for individuals and families in need. As Marilee told the kids on Wednesday, you can't make good decisions during the day if you're worried about where you're going to sleep at night. Well, you guessed it again, in jumped BRPC to help Stepping Stone bring God's light. Our team made quick work of cleaning out a warehouse that will be converted to dormitory style housing. While we were in Damariscata, we brought God's light to Coastal Kids Preschool, which provides developmentally appropriate education for preschool children of all incomes and abilities. There, our crew built a large sandbox and filled it with sand and Tonka trucks to be used as a much needed sensory escape for the kids. The children watched from inside another God moment and pressed their hands against the windows to meet the hands of our advisors on the other side. They were so thankful. So these are just a fraction of the ways that our small but mighty group gave their all to serve others throughout the week. Now, back to the numbers. When not at work, we sang 24 classic work camp songs at a volume of 11. <laughs> Thank you, Gary, for all that strumming and picking, and for Brooke for string, uh, singing at the top of your lungs. We had six nights of deep conversation around our Bringing God's Light theme. We ate enough casseroles and lasagnas to fill about eight coolers. Thank you, Dolly, Beth, and parents who made all those casseroles and lasagnas. And we ate probably, I'm just guessing here, about $800 worth of lobster roll, because lobster roll is very expensive, even in Maine. Four advisors willingly had their facial hair dyed blue, pink, or purple, including myself, Gary, Tim, and Josh. Seven times we waded through the muck to bathe in Boyd Pond. Remember when I put on the brochure, Crystal Clear Lakes? It wasn't, wasn't quite accurate there. Uh, though a small fraction of us preferred the hose. I don't blame them, but we did get clean. 
We performed 12 skits and songs in a talent show that had 100% participation. Thank you, Brooke. Some of us saw one giant moonrise, giant moonrise, over Pemaquid Point one night in small group, another God moment. And amazingly, all 16 youths got up at 4 a.m. on Saturday to see one beautiful sunrise over the water. That was really neat. So all of these work sites and activities added up to one impactful experience with more God moments than we can possibly count for all 28 of us involved. But you don't want to just hear from me. Let's hear from the youths who were there. So Teresa is going to come up and share her thoughts. Hi, my name is Teresa Jones, and I'm a rising junior at Ridge High School. I've been asked to talk about what stood out to me about this work camp. Now, I've heard about work camp for as long as I can remember. Uh, every summer, the high schoolers would come back from Maine gushing about this life-changing trip. So needless to say, I had some expectations for this week. And I don't want to sound cliche and repetitive, but this week really was amazing. I met so many new people and had so many new experiences. But there's one person in particular that I would like to share with you today. Her name was Pat, Rob talked about her, and um, she was one of the homeowners we were helping. Pat takes great pride in her home and land, but she doesn't have the means to maintain it. We were able to help Pat, not just by replacing stairs and siding, but by listening to her and learning from her. Every morning when we would pull up to her house, Pat would be outside to greet us and ask what she could do to help us. Pat taught us about the plants in her yard and the history of her house. One of Pat's neighbors told us that the best thing we could do for her would be to listen. That's exactly what we did. I think talking to Pat helped her just as much as the new stairs and improved siding. In Maine, we were able to not just repair homes and skirt trailers, but we were able to talk to people and make real connections. I thank you for your continued support of our mission trips to Maine, and I look forward to the mission trips to come. Hi, I'm Mia Murphy, and this was my first year at work camp in Maine. So one thing that I loved about this trip was how in one week so much can change. So many connections can be formed in just eight days, and so many hearts can be touched. And when we went to the work sites each day, meeting all the people we were helping really showed me how much our light was shining on them. What I loved about work camp was how when I was in Maine, I was so in the moment that I forgot about life back home because of how much fun I was having. And I remember one day going back from the quarry Saturday afternoon, I was in the car with Mr. Quincy and a couple of my other friends. We found a stand on the side of the road that sold these buoys. So we all decided to get out and pay $20 for these little colorful buoys that we could put in our room to remember our trip by. And there was a little box on the side that said pay here, but nobody was there. It was just an empty stand. And I loved how much trust they had in us to just leave our money there and I thought that was really special. Um, so now whenever I look at that buoy in my room, I'll remember how much fun I had on this life-changing trip.
morning. I'm Armani, and I'm a rising senior. So for me, God is full of surprises. I've been attending this church since I was a little girl, and every Sunday I would hear a new sermon, followed by a variety of different Sunday school lessons. And to this day, it still amazes me how much God surprises me. At the start of our work camp journey, I was a little frightened, to be honest. Most of you have heard the cliche work camp stories of dreading it at first and then growing to love it in the end. I, however, didn't sign up for Maine dreading it. I was just looking for an opportunity to grow. The first day is always hard, and I have to admit the 10-hour bus ride did not help calm my nerves. <laughs> I could feel how far away I was from home, and I wasn't sure what to expect. I had to train myself to take each moment in, and worrying about it wasn't going to help me heal or grow. The leftover fear faded away when Maine shared the rising moon, a sight so breathtaking and rare, but magical. I will not try to describe it to you exactly because it is indescribable, but I will try to share with you what it symbolized to me. It symbolized an enchanting power of love from God. It was witnessed at a low point in camp for me and the light from the moon shining over the dark water was not only a surprise from God, but a message to let all of that negativity roll down my shoulders and off my back. The surprise was the message inside that image gravitating me toward God's path, the colors warm and comforting like his heart. Another surprise was how much I enjoyed bathing in a lake. <laughs> At first, like many things I tried on this trip, I wasn't very fond of the idea. It was after the first day of work sites, the campers and myself arrived at the lake, drenched in sweat, and I could feel the dirt piled dryly on my skin. I'd gotten a few scrapes and cuts on my legs and arms throughout the day, so it didn't take long for me to fall in love with the cool, refreshing water. It felt gentle and soothing against my skin. The wounds had been healed by the natural lake water, never to be felt again. It was special to be a part of nature, one of God's many creations. And in some cultures and religions, they believe bathing in a lake is an act of purifying oneself or washing away sin. In a way, that's kind of how I felt. I could feel the muck on my skin wash away alongside any stress or built-up anxiety. Towards the end of the week, I could feel the difference in the smoothness of my skin and how clean I felt, not only on the outside, but on the inside, mentally. And lastly, on the Sunday we went to the local main church, I talked to an elderly white woman after the service. Now I'm gonna get to that, so you guys like looked a little scared when I said that. <laughs> she approached me and asked me a few questions about myself and what our trip was, what our group was doing in Maine. Somewhere in the middle of our conversation, she told me she liked my skin and how beautiful it was, and she lightly touched my arm. She continued to tell me it felt soft and that her grandson had my skin. What surprised me was this meaningful, brief connection. My take home from this week was God is full of surprises, the sense of connections to God woven through the beauty of nature and the human connection. In all of these things, I found God's light. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I'm Ryan Ireland, and as you already know, I went on the work camp trip to Maine this year. I had a really amazing experience, and I'm very grateful to all the advisors and everyone who made it possible. I'd have to say my most memorable moment of the whole trip was after my small worksite group and I had finished building a staircase at a Mainer's home. As we were leaving their house, the man's son, who looked like he was anywhere from 9 to 11 years old, 
was riding his bike along the road. When he saw us leaving, he stopped riding his bike and waved to us saying, thanks so much guys. And that one gesture of thanks marks my God moment. It's one thing to hear the adults say thank you for the work we did, but it's completely different when it's coming from a kid. It really shows how an act as small as building somebody a staircase can make a big impact in their life. Well, thank you all for sharing. That was very eloquent and very moving. Um, I'd also like to say thank you to God for bringing this wonderful challenge into our lives. I'd like to thank all of the parents who had faith in this trip, the advisors for taking time away from their jobs to make this happen, especially to Brooke, Kat, and Maureen, who put countless hours into the planning. I'd like to thank the youth who worked so hard throughout the week. Great job. And the entire congregation for your support. As we sing in Maine, we've got so much, so much, so much to be thankful for. Thank you. <laughs>